But for me, what jealousy is, is when you're jealous of somebody, it's because you see your potential in being able to do what they're doing. Hmm. And you just haven't gotten wow. there yet. Think about that. Yeah, right. Makes a ton of sense. Because yeah. now you, you bring it back to you mm-hmm. and saying, okay, what is it in them that I really see that I desire in me? And then you can go from there. Are you over 40? Do you feel like you're stuck? Maybe you've always had this knowing that you're meant to do more. Well, on the other side of fear is exhilaration. Your life has purpose. You were born to make an impact. Dear Midlife is about triumphing over life's adversities together and empowering women over 40 to navigate with strength and courage all of the messiness of life. Hi, I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, full-time single mother of two teenage girls, world traveler, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired little girl living in a grown woman's body that's still full of spunk, charm, and sass with a sprinkle of some black girl magic. We are both a work in progress, and together we are here to link arms with you as we make it our mission to be our best selves and share tips, tricks, and expert advice through no-holds-barred conversations for navigating the ups and downs that come with living life in the middle. Gail Lynn is a relationship coach focused on what do you do when your partner wants to have sex with another person, or maybe you want to have sex with someone else. She has a passion to empower women to make educated choices about their relationships. She has personally experienced her spouse coming to her and expressing his desire to have sex with someone else. So many people will go out and cheat on their partner when... Maybe there's a better way to handle that situation. Creating open and honest communication is key in these situations. Big feelings come up and many people don't know how to process them. Having someone who has no agenda and creates a space where there will be no shame or guilt is what her clients experience. Through Gail Lynn's experience, she learned how messy relationships can be when somebody is expressing their sexual desires. She helps navigate family and cultural beliefs, communication pitfalls, processes emotions, and more. Her desire is that her clients will be able to evolve their relationships into what they desire and achieve inner peace. For some, this may be creating more intimacy in the marriage, opening the marriage up, and for some, it may be a divorce. Whichever decision is made, she can guide you through it without judgment or agenda. She is trained in the Chopra method of coaching and uses her care method to facilitate her coaching style. Before we jump into the episode, please take a moment to rate and leave us a review on this podcast. We're really eager to hear your feedback. Thanks. And now without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the podcast today, Gail Lynn. We are so excited to have Gail Lynn with us today, relationship coach who's going to dig into some topics that we have been thinking about but probably not talking about (laughs) what do you do when your spouse or your partner comes to you and wants to bring another into the sacred space. So Galen, welcome to Dear Midlife. 
Oh, Welcome, thank you, ladies. Galen. I am so honored to be here and so excited to have our girl chat. Our yes. girl chat, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, we love that. So it's it's like, you know, yes. And so one of my best friends is a relationship coach. Gail Lynn, the relationship coach, is in the living room with us to have our girl chat today. Yeah, know it. exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Grab your glass of wine, ladies, and let's grab your buckle glass up. Wine. Oh, I, I could have brought mine. <laughs> Oh, next time. Next, next time. time. I'll know better. Sure. Always bring the wine. Okay, to good to know. So let's jump on in and talk about you and your relationship coaching. I'm really curious how you, how did you cross threshold into relationship coaching? What brought you to this profession? Well, you know, in life, right? Uh, we always have this journey that we're all on. And it's that, you know, hero's journey, the whole Joseph Campbell, if you've ever heard about it, where, you know, you go through some stuff, some deep stuff, and you kind of move through the whole entire thing. And then you come back around and you're like, oh, I need to share this with the world. Mm. And so basically that's what happened with me is um, it was several years ago. uh, My husband and I were married for or known each other for 30 years and been married for 28. And he came to me um, during a time in our life where uh, we actually had a son who was uh, an addict and he was kind of at the height of his addiction at that time. And kind of the way I dealt with it was by like shutting down, like I take Ambien at night so I wouldn't have to, you know, I could sleep, I I could just like check out from life. Mm -hmm. And he, on the other hand, dealt with it by really wanting to have more sex. So then there was this mismatch that started happening, right? And mismatches happen for all different kinds of reasons. I mean, some people just have low, low libidos and some yeah. have high libidos, you know? So it can happen um, circumstantially or just that's who you are, whatever it is. And so um, during this time period, he actually had a moment where he decided to come to me and say, you know, Hey, I've never had sex with anybody else since we were married. I mean, we got married when he was 19. I had just turned 21 and we were in the church. And so it was just, you know, for him, especially because he grew up in the church, um, you know, it was pure shame and guilt to have sex outside of marriage. And so when he approached me and he's like, you know, I just, I'm curious. I've never done it. And at first, like my world just felt like it was caving in. Right. How did you deal with that? I know. Right. It's like, no, that's not, this is supposed to be forever. Yeah. Pictures married until we're 50, you know, 50 years. And I'm like, Oh, so today's the day you wanted to die. Yeah. Yeah. So today's that day, right, boo? Okay. Let me, let me go get my, my knife. Right. Right. You know, and, and I I mean, it sent me crying in the closet. And when I say crying in the closet, I literally had a closet I crawled into and I cried and I screamed because I like, I I didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, I, I just was like, at a loss. And, and, and he saw how it impacted me. He actually kind of backed off and, uh, we, you know, started navigating it. Well, what I did is I, I actually looked at myself and I'm like, okay, I am shut down. I'm 
taken the stupid pill because I don't know if you've ever seen anybody on Ambien, but no. you become really stupid. Mm. Like, like just then I probably then then thinking back, I probably have seen lots of people on Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, right. like my kids are like, Mom, mom, you okay? And they're like walking me to my bedroom to stand. Oh, wow. oh yeah, it's it can get bad. So um so I was like, you know, okay, I, I agree. You know, I, this has kind of gotten old. We're doing the same thing over and over again, a lot of stress with the sun. Um, and so I, I, I owned my piece of it and, uh, we decided to do something about that to try and create some intimacy. Okay. And so what we did is we actually got trained in orgasmic meditation. Ooh. Wow. more. I would love to unpack this that sounds, a little bit. This sounds fun. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> so um, it's actually a meditative practice where you have a container of 15 minutes. And during this container, uh, the woman will take her pants off. Guy has all his clothes on. Woman's laying on her back with her legs spread open while the man gently rubs the clit for like, 12 minutes total. Just wow. The, yeah. Because there's um, the left lower quadrant of your clit has a ton of nerve endings. And fascinating. Left lower. Okay. We'll, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, we'll check that really out. We'll to verify. That's my left or his left? We're with you. There's a whole book on it. It's called Slow Sex. And, um, but during this, it, it keeps you as a woman, it starts tuning you into your body mm. and you can have, I mean, I had some of the most fantastic orgasms in my life. And not only that, it will like multiple because I've never had a multiple, never, never, not one time. I know, oh. I know. Apparently, I've been trying the lower left quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this it started. What it did is it it really brought out my inner goddess. Like okay. I discovered, oh, I'm a sexual being. You have a little feminine it. magic. Yeah, yes. yeah. So you know, we're talking like pussy oh. talks. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Girl. Yeah, and so. So that, you know, that started to open up at least this, this deeper intimacy and sexual connection between the two of us. Okay. Um, however, uh, it kind of came around a year later and that itch for him. The, the, yeah, the conversation came up again and stuff. And, and I was definitely, we were in a better spot as far as the sun went and everything. And, you know, it was one of those things where I'm just like, okay, this isn't going away. Mm. You know, when the guys, they're in it, yeah. stuff ain't going away. The guy can, think, can remember anything a year later. <laughs> like you couldn't remember to do the dishes and put your shoes away last week, but you remember this, a year later, it must be serious for you. Right, exactly. So um, at that point, you know, it's like you either lose it, go off the deep end, tell them to fuck off. Right. And get out, you know, because a lot of people equivalent it, equate it to cheating. Yeah, I think probably most people do. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, you know, I decided, well, let's really take a look at this and decide if this is something that we can do, we can't do, how could we do this? What do we do? I had right. no idea. Mm-hmm. And so some friends of ours actually recommended some sacred sexuality classes. Mm-hmm. And so this one was actually through the Kodoshka and it it's a place where you can go because it's a container. It's an all, it, it's like a Thursday through a Sunday thing. And you go there and you start learning, you know, these different styles of relating. So you start understanding, you know, what it would be to be monogamous, what it is to have an open relationship, what it is to be polyamorous. Mm -hmm. And so it actually gave us this opportunity in this setting to be with other partners. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Not only that, like, think about being with the other with another person, me with another guy, while my husband is across the room with another woman. Oh, so you're in the same room? We're in the same room. Oh, shit. Wow. I I know, right? Did you watch him with her? Yeah. Sorry, I know it's the most shallow question on earth, but. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would peek over there when I wasn't engaged, you know, and he'd peek over at me and, and, and stuff. And it was an, I mean, talk about you're going to flesh out everything, any kind of jealousy, any kind of anything that you've got going on, it's going to start coming to the surface. But that's actually the purpose of that whole sacred sexuality training is there's a lot of personal development that goes Mm -hmm. in with it. So it's not just like, we're going to go into another room and have sex with somebody. Mm -hmm. You actually don't at least level one you don't do that. It's other like more intimacy and learning how to be intimate, but you are naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you what, you know what, the most profound thing in my life, because I had never been in front of other men naked, Oh wow! especially, I mean, think about it after you have babies and yes. I mean, my babies, I'm only five foot one. Right. So right. my baby stretched me out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I got my little my little tiger marks. I call them my warrior wounds now. I'm proud of those where, you know, in society is telling you, Oh, you know, you're ugly. You got stretch marks. You know, it's like, no, that needs to change. And so that was actually the moment it started changing for me is really being able to accept my body for who I am. And I mean, out of all of that, just being able to have that gift because so many women hate their bodies. Yes. And when you can really learn to love who you are, this, this human suit head that, to toe, right? that we're given head to toe calluses, all moles, mm-hmm. all the, all of it, mm-hmm. um, life changes. Mm-hmm. It really does. That's fascinating. It. So I am really curious to know, is there a specific moment that you pinpointed when you had that shift of mindset or what what was it about that setting and that experience and the connection with the other people in the room that allowed you to turn that corner? You know, I had um, this guy, it, he was the perfect partner and I was super nervous. He's super hot, mm. but I'm even <laughs> super more nervous, you know, <laughs> like, you know? and um, he was so kind and gentle and told me how beautiful I was. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, are you serious? You know, like, cause you don't want to believe it yourself. 
it, you know, when somebody tells you that the first time, it's kind of like, oh, are you serious? But you know what? It was guy, because there were probably six different guys there that you kind of would do different exercises with through, through these days. And every single guy just adored me. And so then you're like, when you hear that time after time after time, you're like, okay, I think I got it. Wow. Okay. I oh, think wow. I can start accepting my body. Yeah. That's amazing. And so were there like on your husband's side of the fence, were there things that he was hearing and that he was receiving that were healing places within him as well? There was. <laughs> you want to know what it is? I do. <laughs> this is a good one. So he always thought he had a really small penis. Oh. Yeah. And so he was really nervous about it because he was nervous. It kind of shrunk in, you know, so then it, yeah, like, right. like that was like fostering that maybe he does. And, and, exactly. stuff. Um, and through this whole process, he learned he does it really. And he's like, what? Oh, I love that for him. It was, yeah. it was really impactful to him, you know, to just for I mean, it just must be a real man thing, I guess. Just yeah. I, I mean, we all have our hangups of you know what what we feel accepted for in our bodies and 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 things like that. But yeah, it was a huge turning point for him of of really loving and accepting even himself. That's and, incredible. Yeah. So it started with him coming to you and saying, "Okay, I, I want to try sex with somebody else," and instead, you guys tried this. Orgasmic, orgasmic meditation, meditation with one another. Then he came back and was like, Hey, still kind of sort of thinking about wanting to do this. So you did it together in this uh, structured, it sounds like environment. And then where did, where did things go from there? So we had, you know, such profound shifts personally through that, that we actually did a bonding ceremony between the two of us um, to say, let's create the kind of relationship that we want and mm -hmm. giving each other freedom to actually go have other partners. So mm -hmm. it was the official, we're going to open our relationship and, and we're going to start seeing other people. Incredible. That's yeah. Fascinating. So tell me then what that looked like for you, because I'm confident that it sounds like you wanted to do this in a way that honored each, each other and yet you wanted to remain in this marital contract, if you will. So how did that play itself out? And what kind of impact did those decisions have ultimately on the relationship? It, so it's something that you really kind of do slowly. Mm -hmm. It's like running out and just finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's kind of like, it was, it was nerve wracking. And, you know, we went into a lot of, uh, a lot of conversation. I mean, it kind of got to the point where it's like four hours a day, we're suspending talking about this mm. and kind of ended up, I call it my communication circles. When I talk to people, you just keep going around and wound. you're not yeah. like actually moving forward into making some decisions. Um, so it, it, it took a bit, but I was the first one actually. You were. A boyfriend. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and How did you feel about that? It, it was hard. It was. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, there was definitely- You, you didn't pull the Nana Nana Boo Boo card or- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, you shouldn't have. I know. He'll even say it to this day. He's like, I think you lapped me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so it was something that uh, I would say if you're, if you do want to do something like this, it definitely, that's one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing is because I had to kind of figure it out in the roundabout way. And so for in my program that I have, those are some of the things that we can discuss if that's what somebody wants. Yeah. But I'm not there to just, I'm not here saying everybody should open their relationship. I'm here to say, let's find out what you really want, you know, especially for women, like really coming to a place where in you, where you're making that empowered decision for yourself, whether you want to just, you know, try and stay together and create more intimacy if you do want to open your relationship or go into polyamory or a divorce for me if there's no shame or guilt no judgment it's purely getting to what you want for your life and so for us it it was it was messy and it's going to be messy because it's not a societal norm and there are you know there's a pocket of people and there's a ton of people who do do this but it's small compared to the norm of you should be married and faithful and you know what are you even thinking yeah and so you know we kind of moved through the spaces where you know he did end up finding somebody um and it was more of you know let's just kind of experience sex type of thing it wasn't like a relationship i had um a little bit more of a relationship which i enjoyed because you know what i discovered I have a completely different mirror to talk to, to learn from. And, and that was like, I discovered so much more about myself. That's incredible. And it was just a really profound way of doing it. The communication skills that he had were fantastic. Mm. And the cool thing about it, like, cause he was already kind of part of that community. He was kind of poly and had been open so he knew really what was required. And that was very helpful. When you try and pull somebody in who hasn't been in that, it's, it takes a little bit more because it's just, you have yeah. to break down a lot of prior belief systems and just, you know, who you are and dealing a lot with the jealousy. And fortunately that is something, I, I don't know, I guess I was just really blessed, but I could really see that just relationships are just two people, two energetic beings just sharing mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. And when that locked in my mind, even when we were doing the sacred sexuality, when I would look over at Dave, I didn't have a problem. I actually had compersion, which, you know, some people don't have, it's just, it's hard for them to get over the jealousy. And, you know, the way I look at jealousy, you know, when I see that coming up, cause I'll have it come up in me, but it's not necessarily because my partner's having sex. It might be a different reason. Like, oh, he's doing with her a business thing that I would like to be doing or so, you know, okay. something like right. that. But for me, what jealousy is, is when you're jealous of somebody, it's because you see your potential in being able to do what they're doing. Hmm. And you just haven't wow. gotten there yet. Think about that. Yeah. Right. Makes a ton of sense. Because yeah. now you, you bring it back to you mm -hmm. and saying, okay, what is it in them that I really see that I desire in me? And then you can go from there makes choices completely different. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, did, you know, you've, you've used several terms, an open marriage, polyamory, or a polyamorous relationship. Um, you know, there are other things that I think folks could define relationships as. How, what, are, what are the differences between all of these definitions and how, did, how would you define what it was you all had? Well, we, or did you have the same thing? Was one open and one poly or? Well, that's just it. It it kind of evolved. Like we kind of went um, more open where, okay, let's just open up. We'll go on a date with somebody. Um, As I was continually dating the same person, then it began to be more of a polyamorous type situation. And, you know, polyamory is just, you know, more than one love. Okay. So if you think of it that way. Other terms that you'll find are ethical non-monogamy. Right. You know, there's like a book out there called Ethical Slut. It's a great book to read if you want to <laughs> if you want to get into this. Because that sounds fun. Yeah. You know, I'm a slut, but I do it with ethics. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Doesn't it sound so contradictory? An oxymoron to me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it does, but but it's it's out there. It's a good book, actually. It was probably one of the first that I read okay. to really understand the lifestyle. And uh, because you're coming at this from a very conscious point of view, you're really making conscious choices of how you're going to be in relationship rather than belief systems that we have in society, right. culture, church, defining how it should be. Yes. You know, well, and I think that's how all relationships should be, right? I feel well, like I think so. too often we allow society to dictate how we live our lives. And so I think there's a little bit of an awakening, I think, that we've experienced in some of the conversations we've had recently to really getting in touch with what's important to you and opening our mindset to what's possible as opposed mm-hmm. to allowing society to dictate how you choose to live. Yeah, 100%. I, yes, I totally agree with that. And I guess then my mission in all of this is really being able to be there to say, hey, no, you guys get to defend it, not everybody else. It's what do you guys want? Been open, I've been polyamorous, but the relationship that I'm choosing right now is to be monogamous because that's, That is what we decided to create between the two of us. And for me, uh, the way I look at it is monogamy is a way that you really go deep, right? You're willing to say, okay, you're the person that's going to be my mirror and I'm going to take this all in and -hmm. we're going to really go deep in what we can do here and be for each other. And polyamory, you can get to that place, but a lot of times because your, your attention is more divided on possibly two, maybe three different people, you know, you know, it just depends on, on what your lifestyle is. You don't have that same opportunity to, to go really deep. So it comes down to what do you want to experience? Yeah. You know, that's what we're here for is experiences. Absolutely. You know, to me, two things, experience it and feelings to feel all the feels. I could not agree more. So then I guess my question, I know that you're a relationship coach. How do you help people start to break down these mindsets and become more open to the experience and their personal needs and the needs of their partners? What are some steps that you coach the people who come to you for support? So I have, I have my method. I kind of, I call it the care method, right? So we start dealing with the communication piece. 
because learning how to really effectively communicate is key because a lot of times we're we're very judgmental in our communication. Yeah. Um, we don't really express our, our feelings or needs in the right way. They're, you know, they're, they could be done with judgment or they're not really uh, feelings, they're, they're judgments. And so we start, you know, breaking some of those things down. And then A is gonna be your attachment style because everybody has like, you know, are you an anxious attachment? Are you avoidant? Are you anxious avoidant? Do you have a secure attachment system? You know, for us, we had a very secure attachment system until all this happened. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, he became anxious. I became a little avoidant. And, and so then you have to start looking at what are your patterns? Like, what are the patterns that are going on here? So we can start changing the patterns because once you've recognized that you can't change unless you see the pattern that's going on. Mm -hmm. And so really digging into that. And then R for me is really understanding yourself. What are your desires? How are you made? Who do you think you even are? Because a lot of people don't really know. Yeah. And so really kind of getting into to that and, and allowing people to speak their truth. A lot of people don't know because we're yeah. so caught up in what somebody else is going to say or managing their feelings. People are afraid to tell their truth. Yeah. And we're seeing that more and more with, you know, our friends on who listen with us on the podcast, our ladies out there who are in the middle, right? They lost themselves somewhere along the way and stopped operating in this persona they thought was what they were supposed to be, but then realized they didn't know who they were under the surface anymore. Yeah. And so I just, you know, I, I, I can only imagine it's got to be a difficult thing to coach people through. How, how do you get them to start self-realizing there? You know, that there's different ways. There's different exercises that you can do where, um, you know, you start actually speaking to each other, you know, what you see, what you're experiencing in the moment, and they're reflecting that back to you. I'll even do some personality tests and mm. things like that, because a lot of times it tells you, you know, what kind of person you are. Like I'm a nurturer, right? Yeah. I, I'm flat out, I'm a nurturer. So I know now how well I function in a relationship is I like to nurture. Yes. You know, I like, I like to nurture my coaching clients, you know, that's just who I am. So even digging into some of the, some things like that allow you to really start seeing who you are and how you function, which then helps you to kind of get down those pathways a little bit easier. Yes. Yeah. And then E is emotions because emotions are going to fly everywhere. And a lot of people don't really understand how to recognize what emotion is coming on. And they don't realize that, you know, if you're sad, it's okay. It's, it's just an emotion and, and really being able to say, you know, just sit and feel with it, be with it for a few minutes. Most of the time it's, it's gone. And yeah. just, just a short period of time that people hold it and then they hold it in their bodies and then they wonder why they're sick. They don't feel good, you know, all those things. So really being able to learn how to manage the emotions and even locking in positive emotions, mm -hmm. you know, like taking, cause it takes like 12 seconds to lock in a positive emotion. How do so you do of, that? You, know, you 12 seconds, you get a positive emotion. You feel it for at least 12 seconds. 
And then Other, otherwise it, it's out the door. It in me. What it happens just, once it's locked in? Then it starts becoming more of you. So um, yeah, so that's, those are, and there's other work that we do um, in the program. You know, there's, uh, you know, certain types of shadow work and meaning making, you know, what, where are we at with these, you know, when you can start seeing the judgments that you're making and then kind of look at yourself and say, okay, how am I like that? You start like, oh, okay, I see you're the mirror for me. You're showing me this right now. Yeah. And, and really understanding how all of our relationships are just mirrors for us to discover more about ourselves. And, uh, you know, I, I would say through this whole journey of um, experiencing different people, I've learned so much more about myself. I really have. And yet, you know, here I am, I'm choosing to be in a monogamous relationship at the same time, because I want a different experience. And maybe a simplicity in my life. It's it's different when you're managing a couple different relationships. You know, when are you going to go see this one, and when are you going to see that one, and are you living with one and the other ones? You know, so so there's definitely a management piece there. Um, a lot of communication and openness. You know, even in polyamory, like a lot of times, if there's another woman, you know, another woman, you want to get to know that woman. Oh just really? Like, oh yeah, and just like the guys get to know the guys. So like the three of us, when I had the boyfriend, um, the three of us would go out to dinner and we would talk and we would discuss like, you know, what we want out of the relationships, how we're going to do it, all of that stuff. Mm. Yeah. It, it makes, it makes it a lot easier than if you're, you know, hands off and, and somebody's out doing their thing. And, you know, and some people like that, some people don't want to know. Mm-hmm. They're like, go do your thing. Don't tell me about it not the healthiest way to approach it, but some people do do that and it might work for a while, but you know, sometimes there's more there that really needs to be flushed out. And I can just only imagine that the only way that it can be successful is if both of the spouses are in agreement, right? yeah. Yeah. If you're not, then it's not, you know, you guys might, you can just go on. Yeah, that whole, like, ethical, that whole ethical piece wouldn't. Yes, exactly. Have right. word that is just yeah, a side right. change. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really, you know, it's staying in the communication, staying in your truth. Your truth changes moment by moment, yeah. you know, and, and people need to learn it's okay. It's okay to let it change moment to moment. Um, but you don't change it and not tell them. Right. You know, that's, that's the piece where it's, it's that constant vulnerability vulnerability of really being there. And, you know, one of the things I, I coach my clients around is finding, finding those pillars in your life that will be your guiding compass. So I'll give you an example for mine. I have honesty, authenticity, vulnerability, and curiosity. Mm. So I, I can always say to myself in every moment, were you just honest? Did you speak vulnerably? And what are you curious about? Mm-hmm. You know, were you authentically you? Mm-hmm. And then I can say, you know what? I wasn't in this moment. Okay, life is messy. So how can I do it better next time? And so, you know, finding that for your life, it just makes, it makes it easier. 
and more challenging because you can't hide from yourself. So, so true. Yeah. You know, tell us what you learned about yourself. How did you grow and evolve through this whole thing? And, and ultimately as a couple, where, where did this go in the end? Sounds like you're in a monogamous relationship right now. So that's what is prompting that conversation. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because it's not with my husband. (laughs) So, Ah. uh, so we did end up getting a divorce. Okay. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't based on the relationships per se. It was more, um, my husband is kind of going through his midlife crisis, right? right? Like this is just, this is what happens, right? We have kids, we do our thing. And then all of a sudden we're empty nesters and it's not just moms, dads go through the same thing, you know? Yeah. And so he was going through a space of what do I want to do when I grow up? Um, and so he's like, you know, I would just like to kind of go on this journey and really discover who I am. Mm-hmm. And so we just decided it was, be, it was going to be better to divorce and go about it. And, you know, one of the things for us too, was when we were, for, when we were very young, we were um, in the church and we had sex before we were married. Ooh, that was a big deal. That was yeah. a big deal. And it brought a lot of shame and guilt. Yeah. And so what did we do? Well, how do you fix it? You get married. You get married. You know, that's just wow. to make it right. You got to get married. And so we did that. And you know what we had, we ended up being married for 33 years before we got oh. the divorce. We had a fantastic time. I mean, sure, this wasn't easy to work through and, and there were other messy parts of life, but we had you know, three children, you know, one, one that was a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. Um, so life wasn't rosy or by any means. Um, but I think when it came down to it, one of, one of the reasons we kind of chose to do the divorce is, you know, let's break this societal belief that you have to do this because of shame and guilt. Yeah. And so it, it was kind of a very conscious decision that way to say, you know what, you know, it was kind of based on this. We don't disregard our marriage. We love it. We we're still best friends. We we get along great. He calls me up. I tell him who I'm going out with. Oh, who are you seeing? What are you doing? Did you, you know? find another relationship? I know. Sorry, we're all your business is out here. Right. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, you know, he he uh, does not have a steady relationship right okay. now. Um, he's. Uh, got a date. Okay. okay. <laughs> I actually set him up with it. Oh, you did. I mean, I'm a relationship yeah. coach, right? Right. Well, fingers crossed for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so through all of this, it, it taught me how to become aware of my patterns, who I am, and I, I love to talk about relationships. I love to talk about it with people and, and it always comes to me. So I know that's another thing. Okay. This is what I'm supposed to be doing because yeah. I, you know, this is, this is always the topic, you know, just, just like we're having my girl chats. I go have chats with my girls and what do we talk about sex and life? You know? exactly. right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's my hero's journey of like actually working through being in all these spaces mm-hmm. And basically I had the boots on the ground experience. And so 
that's something that I can bring to the table is no, I've had all of these experiences. Um, and even through our divorce, we did a very conscious uncoupling, you know, because we had, were en enmeshed for 33 years. Yeah. And so really getting in there and saying, okay, how can we do this consciously rather than I'm just getting a divorce Fuck and, yeah, you know, and then you go through all these lawyer fees and you do all this stuff and it's not, it's not fun at all. There's, there's a better way that we can do it, but a lot of it starts with that communication piece and really starting to understand that. And so, um, you know, the program that I have now, I, I work with mostly women in, in the program, cause I do group coachings to keep it kind of that environment for women. Um, but I also do with men and, and couples too, on, on more of a private one-on-one -on -one type of thing. So anybody who's, you know, just curious or needs, wants to walk through these spaces, you got your cheerleader in the court. They don't so. have to do it alone. I'm sure it's, yeah. it's hard. There's probably people out there listening, thinking, I've wanted to have this conversation, but I don't know how. I'm curious about this, but is it that okay? How do they start? Where do they go? How do they find you? Well, <laughs> right now, the best place to find me, well, it's Gail at Relationships Evolving. So Relationships Evolving is um, my business. So it's either Gail at Relationships Evolving. You can always email me. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Relationships Evolving with Gail Lynn. And then women, I would love to have you. I, I just started a new group. Um, so we're just starting to get the juices flowing in the group. So I would love to have more women join, especially if you want to really get into these relationship topics, you know, we're there for some strategies and advice and, um, supporting each other, you know, through whatever it is. Wonderful. Women helping women. We love that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And thank you so much for sharing your journey. I'm just, I'm so impressed with you, honestly, just with the thoughtfulness in which you approached the decision with your husband. And I understand how difficult that must have been for you and your continued journey to arrive in this place in which you are consciously choosing who you are, who you want to be, how you live, how you lean into these relationships. And it's just such an inspiration to all of us that we can get there too but it's hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we don't have to be mean and angry and, you know, we can, we can do this. We're all human beings. That's right. And we can treat each other with respect. That's and, right. and, you know, if I had a desire like that, I mean, how could you blame them? 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And stuff. Never and it seen sounds like you before. both grew in the process and that's, the proof that there is a better way. There's a better way to deal with all of that, handle yes. it with grace and love and come out the other side whole and even happier. Absolutely. Yes. Maybe you're willing to open your mind, right? And I, I love Ooh. what you said about listening to yourself and really using your partner as a mirror to mm -hmm. what you need and what you desire. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's the juice of life. Yes, <laughs> I, love I love that. Wonderful. Oh, thank you, ladies, so much. I really thank enjoyed thank it. Thank you. It was wonderful thank talking you. to you. It was lovely. Thank you so much.
Thanks again to our guest today, relationship coach Gail Lynch. She brought to the table some really critical tips and tools that you can take into your relationship. Number one, find out what you want in your marriage and then find ways to consciously pursue what makes you both happy and supported. Keep the conversation open. Two, learn to love yourself and your own body so you can feel empowered to make decisions for yourself within the frame of your marriage. Three, there can be no shame, guilt, or judgment for getting to what you want in your life. Four, those with whom we have relationships in our life can be a mirror in which we see ourselves and learn more about who we are. Five, relationships are just two energetic beings sharing themselves. Six, jealousy is a reflection of what you see in others that you desire in yourself. And follow Gail's care method. C stands for communication. A, attachment style. R, really understanding yourself. And E, emotions. Thanks again, Gail, for your time today.